God is good. Amen. Okay, just a little bit of uh, bringing up to date. Uh, my wife is the old lady at the back with the white hair in the wheelchair. <laughs> just in case you hadn't recognized her. Uh, while, while she was in the hospital, her hair started to grow out, you know, Ladies say it's roots. Actually, it's a whole lot. But and so our, our daughters persuaded her. You ought to just go natural. Yes. Um, so it's great. You can't believe how excited we were. Honestly, uh, driving here this morning just to be able to see you all and have this fellowship. We've really, really missed it. You know, I, I did a checkup. I always keep a record of everywhere I've ever preached. I have so far preached. In what was Abraham and Pentecostal Church at APC and now Gate, Gateway Cymru, I have preached so far 306 times in this congregation. So this morning is 307. Amen. Um, you've memorized every one of them. Uh, okay, just to bring you up to date, as uh, most of you know, Julia had a stroke in March uh, this year, came out of hospital in April. Our son Ivan had had a stroke previous to that. At the age of 55, uh, his stroke was more severe. He's bedbound and he cannot speak. I wasn't quite so lucky. Julia kept her voice. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I always have to start out with a Julia Joe. She'll get her own back. If, if I, I've got to tell you this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm her sole carer at the moment. And I've got a heart valve problem. I've got to go see a cardiologist. And I've got sciatica. I'll say, ah, right? And one day I'm doing my very best and she started shouting at me. I said, why are you shouting? I didn't think anyone could be so stupid. Okay, so that's the level of care. Amen. But now she's getting back. Uh, um, she's able to get around in the house and uh, so at first I did all the cooking, microwave, right? Uh, now she's back into cooking, but I'm the assistant chef. And the worst job description in the whole world is assistant chef to Julia. Okay, but we're getting there. Praise God. Just to bring you up to date in, in uh, terms of ministry, uh, when we moved back up, up north, I was invited to go part-time onto the leadership team of what was Rotherham Pentecostal Church. Uh, we now have four congregations in four different locations, so just part-time uh, there. And also then Mattersea Hall closed down as the Assembly of God Bible College, but reopened as Green Pastures, which is those people who've been homeless and gone through drug rehab, but then they come into Mattersea to be trained for future life and ministry. And uh, so I'm, I'm doing a well, is it four hours? I think I'm scheduled for four hours there a week. So uh, that's where we're at the moment. Uh, besides doing Zoom uh, Bible teaching uh, in Asia, but I've been invited to go back to Malaysia and Nepal in March and April of this year. Health permitting. Okay? Be exciting. But I want to tell you, it's more exciting to be in Abraham and this woman. Really is, honest. Um, okay, I prayed and I, I got, I don't know why God led me to this scripture totally, but I've got to obey the Lord. It's in Hebrews chapter 11, 
And I'm going to read 23 to 29, Hebrews 11, 23 down to 29. Hebrews 11, 23, reading from the New King James. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Father, I just want to thank you uh, for the privilege of being here in this congregation of your people this morning. Lord, we've been so blessed over the years, uh, every time we're together. And we believe that this morning is going to be even more glorious. And we just pray that your word will impact our lives I pray faith will be imparted by your Holy Spirit this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk about this exodus, but, you know, Israel had an exodus from Egypt. Then later on, they had an exodus from Babylon. Now we're waiting for an even greater exodus when they come from all the nations of the world. I did a series uh, for a church in Malaysia via Zoom on return to the land and return to the Lord. And that's happening right now. The return to the land is definitely happening, but more, more Jews are getting saved now than ever before. So the return to the Lord. So there's always an exodus going on. And I think that since COVID, we are in a period of exodus. A lot of Christians haven't come out of at the effect of COVID yet, right? We, we see it certainly, it may, may be different in Wales, everything different in Wales. Oh, I've got to tell you this, as we saw that sign, Chloe's Holy Comedy, it wasn't raining. <laughs> Hallelujah. One of, one of the few times that's ever happened. Yeah, so it could be different, but I don't think it's that different. Uh, what we're finding uh, in, in the Rotherham Church and the other three locations is there are a lot of Christians, they've not come out of it yet. They've not had an exodus out of the fear and the restrictions and everything else that went uh, with COVID-19. And I believe that this is an opportunity to have an exodus that will bring us in, uh, back into the promised land. Amen? And I believe the promise that has been quoted many times in this church, the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of the former. Amen? But some Christians still need this exodus. The first thing I, I want to look at, faith which saw potential. That's verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents. Okay, notice here it's not Moses' faith, it's the faith of his parents. By faith, Moses was hidden by his parents. You know, in the exodus account, it doesn't mention the father. It only mentions the mother. Okay, 
so you, you've got the parents there, um, Amram and Jochebed. But it says both of them had faith. Probably she had more faith than him because that's usually in most marriages. Come on, men, say amen. Yes? But they both had faith. What did they have faith? They saw potential in this child. And I think that's very relevant to this congregation here. Because potential is becoming reality. Example. I want you to know, I pray for this man every day. Without fail. It's on my prayer list. Amen? And to see that and others here in the congregation. But I said this some time ago when I was here. Don't just look at young people for potential. There's as much potential in the old people. I preached to the prime timers up in Yorkshire. And the word that God gave me, prime timers, is for all the retired pastors and missionaries. God gave me the word potential. Amen. As long as you're still breathing. Amen. I've got documentary evidence that I have a heart. Yes, they took an X-A recently. Actually, Julie's got documentary evidence. She's got a brain. <laughs> so, but it, as long as we're still breathing, that's potential. Hallelujah. You may be restricted in what you can do. Yes, I, I was watching the football the other day and watching the goalkeeper. And I thought, I used to do that. Now it would take me three weeks to get up. <laughs> yes, you know, um, so the restrictions, but it's just different. It's not failure. It's not uselessness. It's just different. And we, if we can accept the difference, older people, if we can accept the difference, say, but I'm still here and I can still serve Jesus. Amen. And I can still be used by him. Uh, my reading this morning was, you are the light of the world. Let men see your good works. And if you're 90, they can still see your good works. Yes? Hallelujah. So, it was the parents saw potential in this child. So, his inheritance was one of faith. Moses was brought up in the house of Pharaoh, but before that, he had parents who had faith. And I'm sure that became important to him. Right? His parents, Amram and Jochebed, saw the hidden potential. The Exodus account only mentions his mother. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. When she saw that he was a fine child, I just want to pick up on that, because the potential was in his appearance. When they saw he was a proper child, it says in Hebrews. A fair or beautiful child. The Greek word is asteon. The word means pertaining to a city. That's an amazing thing. It means someone who is polished and elegant. He's only a baby. Yes? A man of the city. You know, not some country yokel. Not some person from the balance. Someone... From Cardiff. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, no. Scrub that. Scrub that. Um, someone of refinement saw the potential. He's only a baby. How, how could uh, Amram and, and Jochebed look at that child and say, wow, someone of a city potential? But that's it. 
polished, elegant, then fair and beautiful. Actually, in Acts 7 verse 20, it says they saw that he was fair to God. So they see some potential in this child's relationship with the living God that's going to make him something far above just the ordinary person. Praise God. And it's by faith. Faith sees potential. Um, let me just share. Uh, I'm now working with people who've been drug addicts. One guy came to us straight from prison and is now on team of a church in Doncaster with a Welsh pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. And he, he wrote me an essay for the class I was, I was doing on theology. He wrote me an essay. I thought, I can't believe this. This guy is a genius. He's got a mental ability that's way beyond any other student in this college. And most of those I taught over the decades when I was teaching on the faculty, this has really got some tremendous potential. So I told him, I said, if you fail, I'm going to personally come and kill you. <laughs> I said, all, most of his life, most of his life in, you know, child correction centers, then in prison. And now he's gone to fulfill potential. Hallelujah. And I guess when he was in prison, no one could see potential in that guy. When he was on the streets dealing drugs, the reason he got put in jail was burglary to feed his drug ha habit. And now out there serving Jesus. That's just one example. So wh when we're talking about potential, you don't just look at someone and think, oh, yeah, he's, he's smart. You, you look at that person lying on the streets, taking drugs. That person's a liar and a cheat, the more sophisticated sinner. And we had a big discussion just a few nights ago. I'm doing an evening class uh, with all these ex-addicts about what it's, how terrible it is to be brought up in a normal family with a good education and all you think about is money. Yes? Because Paul says, those who desire to be rich surround themselves with temptation and a snare. Not just those who want to take drugs or uh, rob people. And so, you know, there's your sophisticated sinner. But in all of them, there is potential. It just needs faith. By faith, the parents of Moses saw that potential. And it says, they did not fear the wrath of the king. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, we know they put him in a basket in the river, but it was by faith. Hallelujah. Thank God for all the parents in this congregation who've had faith in the potential of your children. Thank God for those who are not the parents, but they've looked at, at the uh, young people in this congregation, got faith in the potential. Hallelujah. But let's have faith in the potential of the wrinklies as well. There's potential. It's by faith. If you're negative, oh, he's never going to make anything. Wow, you're speaking that into his life. Yes? You're never going to be any good. Why are you so stupid? You're speaking that into their life. What you need is to see potential, and it's by faith. Faith is very powerful. Faith is very powerful. Secondly, we see faith which shows priorities. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, this is 24, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. 
choosing rather, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he looked to the reward. Just break this down a little bit. He refused status. He's the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Came a time when he said that I'm not interested in that. That some worldly status, it may have some influence because uh, of uh, where I've been brought up and uh, the, one, the lady who's been my mother all these years. But it's the status is not important to me. He refused status. He chose to suffer affliction. Say amen. Ah, very quiet amen. <laughs> okay. The apostle Paul says, I would rather glory in my infirmities. I take pleasure in afflictions. We don't. We tolerate rather than enjoy. And we've got to come to the level, and uh, you know, I've got to tell you this, the last two years with all that's been going on, been the toughest two years of my Christian experience. I had this idealized thing when I got saved 60 years ago, that there'd come a time when, you know, so victorious, yeah, right. Got that barrel and fill? Yeah. Yeah. We, we come to a time when there's affliction, and we, we, because I love Jesus, I've got to tolerate this. Uh-uh. You've got to say, this is part of what God is doing. Because in all things, he works for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And true faith will say, okay, I, I hope I'll come through this. I hope I'll get healed. Amen. But until I do, I'm not going to sit around whinging and complaining. I'm going to say, God, it's not the goal that is important. It's the journey that's important. Are you there? It's not where, you, where you're getting. It's where you're going. It's just as important as the goal. We know we're going to heaven and the presence of Jesus and glory for all eternity. And that's going to be wonderful. But just as wonderful is your experience down here right now with the living God in what you're going through. Amen. Uh, can I bring you right up to date? Julia said to me this morning, sorry I get so grouchy. I said, don't worry, it's good for me. Amen. Yeah, it's good for me. She calls me stupid. <laughs> He chose to suffer affliction. Listen what it says about the sin element. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Amen. That's important. Choose rather to suffer evil with the people of God than to enjoy the transient pleasures of sin, says William Barclay. Sin's pleasurable. Let's be honest. Sin is enjoyable. That's why we do it. Okay? But Moses decided, no, that's not for me. The pleasure of sin. I would rather be afflicted with the people of God. I've got all this wealth, all this grandeur, all this status in Pharaoh's house. 
but there's a sinful element that is there. Things that I am expected to do as a, a, a descendant of, of Pharaoh by adoption. Things I'm not going to do. Them. I'm not going to participate. And I, I just want to say this with all my heart, friends. Beware where we're going right now. Because there are pressures upon Christians to conform to the standards of this world. Very, very, very strong. And a lot of churches en masse are giving into it. Yes? A lot are giving into it. Uh, I'm on a couple of Anglican websites. And there's a big wrangling going on right now between those who are Bible-believing and those who believe we need to be more progressive. And there's pressure. And we've got to be people who say, by faith, notice by faith. By faith he chose. By faith faith he refused. It's not just some religious thing. It's saying, I believe. I believe that if I will choose to suffer affliction with the people of God and reject the passing pleasures of sin, I believe there's a reward. That's what it says at the end there. Amen. I believe not only in the coming reward, there's value right now. Rejection of materialism. Suffering rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passion pleasure of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Amen. What you've got in your relationship with Christ, and notice how it says the reproach of Christ, even though he's hundreds of years before Christ, it's the reproach of Christ. Because it's always been that. Our relationship with God is greater riches. Notice that the reproach is riches. Blessed are you when men, when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you, says Jesus. Blessed. There's a blessing in being rejected by this world. Amen? Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. Because he looked for the reward. I like the old King James. He had respect unto the recompense of the reward. It's a great expression. So this is by faith. Faith which displayed perseverance. Verse 27. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. This is the second time when he took the people out. Not the first time when he ran away in fear after he killed the Egyptian. This is when he actually goes out. And it says, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Hallelujah. He stood before Pharaoh and he's been faithful to God. Let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. He says to the greatest potentate on the face of the earth at that time. He takes his stand. Why? He endured as seeing him who is invisible. You've got to get your eyes off of this. and You've got to get your eyes up there. Set your affection on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, and you can go through anything. Many years ago, uh, Julie and I, uh, we came back from Malaysia, and we uh, took over the church in Langle, in Nottinghamshire. And it used to be a large church, and then it had come down to just a handful of people. And one guy came to me, and he said, Pastor, 
I can count 200 people who used to attend this church and are not going anywhere right now. And it, it concerned my heart. So I went to God in prayer. Lord, why do people backslide? Because they lose sight of eternity. Amen. Get your eyes on Jesus. You can go through anything. And the reason that Moses could go before Pharaoh and say, let my people go, is he had a vision of the Almighty. And having had that vision, he was able to endure. And it's the same for us. It's by faith. You're going through some stuff, tough stuff right now. I've got a word from the Lord. It's going to get tougher. Amen? You don't want that, but it is. But you can endure as seeing him who is invisible. What's kept Julia, my wife, going is her daily time just shouting praises to the living God. Amen? Hallelujah? Yes, amen. It's tough being in a wheelchair. It's tough to have, have to rely on your husband uh, to help you get dressed and stuff like that. It's tough. But she shouts praises to the living God. Uh, I think only twice since March have I heard her say anything negative. That's pretty good. Amen? She needs to repent of those two. But, you know, it's, it's this relation. Seeing him who is invisible. Faith which displayed perseverance. It removed fear. Notice, it's exactly what is said about his parents. Not fearing the king. Amen? It said about his parents. Now it says it about Moses. Not fearing the king. He's got it. He's got it from the godly heritage of his parents. It's faith which made preparation, verse 28. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Before you can leave and escape and have your exodus, you've got to have that feast. We were doing it this morning, weren't we? Amen. That coming and saying, I believe in the atoning death of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe Christ, my Passover, is slain for me. Out of that relationship and that worship will spring the liberation that will bring me out of any kind of bondage and bring me in to everything that God has prepared for me. Whether it's Exodus or it's return from Babylon or whether it's return from the corners of the earth, which is coming for the Jewish people. We must Feast before we can escape. We must be purified. And the sprinkling of blood. Hallelujah. You know, one church said to my step-niece, she, she was going to give a testimony. But don't mention the blood because it offends people. That is in an assembly of God church, right? Wow. Yeah. Don't mention the blood. It upsets. Whoa. I think I'm in a congregation right now where we say, thank God for the blood. And it's not just thank God for, you know, the words. It's the fact I am cleansed. I am purified. I am made clean by the blood of Jesus. It's the only way I can be made clean. And that's the way out of any kind of bondage is that declaration. We must be preserved. Lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Amen. All the firstborn in Egypt died. The firstborn of Israel were preserved because of the Passover lamb and the sprinkling of the blood and there's preservation. And you know, God will keep you until he's finished with you. 
Then, finally, verse 29. I love this. By faith, they, plural. Who? The people of Israel. So it starts out with the parents. Then it comes down to Moses and several statements about his faith. But now it talks about the people. By faith, they passed through. It took faith for those people to obey God uh, uh, through Moses when Moses said, forward. There's a Red Sea there. Yeah, forward. And then, you see, and true faith will inspire others. Okay, I know later on they missed it and they started grumbling and complaining. But at that moment, when they're at the Red Sea and Moses said, uh, you know, shall I just declare myself? Uh, and if Pastor Luke preached on this, I'm not going to apologize. One of the mis- misunderstood statements in the whole Bible is when Moses at the Red Sea says, stand still and see the salvation of God. And we preach it and it's not true. God says to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell them to go forward. Moses said, stand still. God says, go forward. And I thank Dave Wilkerson for understanding that. A great message celebrating on the right side of the Red Sea by David Wilkerson. You can get it on YouTube. Great word. In other words, faith which makes progress. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. For that moment of time, those 600,000 men, besides women and children, great multitude, they had faith to walk through that Red Sea. And your faith is going to inspire someone else. Amen? Have faith. Say, my mom and dad had faith. I've got faith. I'm going to, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be a Moses in my generation so that faith will be imparted to others because faith is contagious. So is unbelief. People see your faith and they say, wow, whose faith imitate? It says, Paul says, talking about leaders in the church, whose faith imitate? They've got faith. You do the same. They went through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. God dealt with the enemy. Hallelujah. So let me just remind you what I said. Faith sees potential. Faith chooses priorities. Faith produces perseverance. Faith makes preparation, the sprinkling of the blood. And then faith makes progress. They went forward. Gateway, Cymru, are you going forward? Are you going forward? There's much more ahead than has ever been behind. Father, I thank you for the example of Moses' parents, Amram and Jochebed. I thank you for the example of Moses himself. I thank you for the example of that congregation of your people who believed the word of the Lord and went forward. And I pray in this congregation here, faith will be imparted in every area and the potential that's here will be realized. And Lord, the need uh, for leadership will be realized. The need to reject the world, the need... Uh, to reject status, the need to suffer affliction with joy, and Lord, the need to go forward. Impart it to your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.